Broadcasting you live from the Badlands of Texas, going all the way around the world, 360 degrees, all the way from Israel to Northern Ireland. You're listening to Midnight Radio. I am your host, Jerry Adams. I'm very honored and humbled that you could join me tonight. Always a pleasure. We've got some information for you tonight, breaking news, if you will, and how long the show goes tonight is up to you. Thank you for joining. Let me tell you about what we're going to go over tonight. I came upon some information that suggests to me, and these are all speculations, wild-ass speculations, wild-ass theories. Uh, The information I found suggests to me that allegedly, possibly, there's some wrongdoing or could be some wrongdoing on the part of the law enforcement that have been working this case. There's something that points to it. This can be verified. Um, easily by the defense. It could also probably be fa- be verified by us in some capacity. I'm going to tell you about this first. This relates, of course, to the Idaho 4 case. We're talking about uh, Brian Kohlberger, nothing burger. And we're going to talk about this information I have relating to the DNA tests. Also, there's something interesting that happened at Brian's place right outside the door before he... Uh, right before the murders, which is almost as ghastly, right outside of his place. We're going to talk about that. It could very have well taken him away. Then also, I've got a little bit of information about what's about to happen to Alec Baldwin. Very interesting. Someone brought uh, a um, something to my attention that is very freaky, something I never heard before about a barista. So... All of this and more tonight, of course. We're going to take your calls tonight. I didn't get any calls last night, guys. Kind of hurt me deep inside of my heart. So I'm going to open the phone lines up even earlier today. So hopefully we'll get some phone calls and we can have a conversation. Because those of you turning in, that is what this show is. It's a conversation with you. The things we cover come from the community. They bring it up. These are the things they want to talk about. And that's what we're going over tonight on Midnight Radio. Kohlberger told neighbor of prior DNA test, raising questions about how police found him. How many of you guys are familiar with the story that we've been getting from law enforcement that have been put out there that was in the affidavit that they, they got the DNA on the sheath of the knife. We've all heard of that. And also we were conjecturing and talking about it a lot in Discord, even has its own channel there in Discord about Papa Rogers. This is a person that was going online, and one of the things he's freaking out about talking about was that knife, was that knife sheath. Some of people have speculated because of the way the writing is, the double spacing. Colberger always used single spacing. Whoever was Papa Rogers was using double spacing. Could this possibly have been a way to set him up I don't know. Allegedly, while that speculation, possibly, these are the things we dive into here. We take these speculations, put a pin in it, we get more information, we look at it. But let's look at this DNA right here. Let's have this conversation. Because I think this brings up a good point. This brings up a very good point. So looking at this DNA, the story, the official story is this. They got the DNA from the sheath. They think it is nothing burger. So they are looking at him and they see him. They're, what, do, what do they call it? He's under surveillance. So they see him taking out the garbage wearing black gloves, which is what they said. They said black nitrile gloves. And they he took it to his neighbor's dumpster, put it in there. And they got the DNA from that and they linked him his father's DNA to the DNA on the knife sheath. Uh, Questions arise in our minds. Could this possibly have been planted by law enforcement? But let's look at this. If they indeed, what they say is true here with the garbage and there he's under surveillance, they would have video of him taking out the garbage, wearing black nitrile gloves and dumping it in his neighbor's trash. So if they have footage of that, that could be verified. If they 
If, there, if a miracle happened or some unforeseen force, oh, gosh, you know, we saw that, we did that, but we don't have the video footage of it. Golly. Well, then there's a red flag for you. Just saying, put a pin in it. We'll see it when it comes to trial. Also, the black gloves. Do they have the black gloves? Now, he wore the black gloves. Any of you that have been in the medical profession before, you know that when you're operating on somebody or doing something, you keep your hands above a certain level. Okay, it has to be above your waist. And you don't go below the table you're working on a patient on. And then when you take your gloves off, you do it this way. You uh, remove your BSI. You put one hand inside the other. You take one glove off. You go underneath the glove of one other. You put one glove in. It's like that. And you throw it away in the garbage you're throwing away. Did he do that? Do they have the black gloves he was wearing on that day? If not, why not? What did he do with it? Why didn't they search the parents' house? They need the link, the DNA on those damn black gloves. Otherwise, here's what we have. And this is what circumstantial evidence and speculation is about. It's in the eyes of the beholder. Do they have video of this or not? Do they have DNA on those gloves or not? Because they also recovered a black glove at his home. Does that have DNA on it or not? And they can actually look and see if that was made and pulled from the same box that he was wearing at the house. This is important. That's not circumstantial. That is, um, what are they, how do I say this politely? That is, that is nailed to the wall. That is what that is. I want to see these solid links in DNA. Of course, we don't see jack crap right now because they're not showing it to us. These are the things we're going to look for in the trial, okay? They should have that. If they say, oh, I, I, oh, that's bull crap. That is bull crap. So let me go and read this report to you. After this report, I'm going to read you guys again to refresh your memory what they actually found in his apartment and what happened in front of his apartment. So he told a fellow Washington State University graduate living in the same, oh, let me make sure you guys can see all this. Yeah, you can. Living in the same on-campus housing complex that he submitted his DNA for consumer genetic testing to explore his ancestry. That's what the neighbor told the the Idaho statesman. Now, you get a lot of different information when you're actually looking at the newspapers in the state, things like this happen in. Kohlberger, 28, was a PhD student in WSU's criminology, justice, and criminology department. He now stands charged with four counts of first-degree murder and felony burglary in the killings of four University of Idaho students on November 13th. Before I read any more of this, I want to let you guys know this. It's not that he did not do this. They have a lot of information that he did do this. But if they faked one of these items of evidence and can't back it up and put doubt in the damn minds of the jurors, the whole damn thing could get thrown out and he could get off on a technicality, which in his case is not necessarily a good deal because he is in trouble if he's a free man on the street. That is what I think. For those of you just tuning in, Oh, I see that if you if you have gift somebody gifted memberships, that is awesome, guys. For those of you on Spotify, that is that is really awesome. Those of you on Spotify, this is filmed in front of a live studio on audience in YouTube. You can uh, if you, once you join, you're in the audience there. You can click accept gifts, and then you can uh, get free memberships. And we have a lot. I'll I'll go into that later in the show. But if they faked one of these things, uh, maybe they did it and they don't they didn't do the proper procedure, and this happens a lot. This happens a lot. Then there's other things I have to throw out or doesn't even isn't even allowed in the trial. And these are the hearings we have coming up. Not the trial, but what's allowed in trial. These are things that we have coming up. Watch this, guys. This is dangerous. No shortcuts. No shortcuts. For those of you just coming in also, do me a favor, hit like. If you subscribe and you hit that bell, 
That allows you to know when we go live and get notifications so you can join in this conversation. And that's what I want to do is talk to you about this. Now, Nothing Burger's neighbor said the two became acquainted while crossing paths on the residential property a handful of times after they each moved there in August. The WSU PhD student lives across from the apartment where Nothing Burger resided until recently, and he said the two traded cell phone numbers. Their longest interaction on the first Friday night of the fall semester, they spent about an hour chatting, the man said. The statesman agreed to grant him a nominity over privacy concerns to publish his account of the exchanges with Nothing Burger, including that conversation months before Cole Berger was arrested. Really, months before. Well, that's fascinating. I wonder if they called the the MPD and gave them a tip. The chief likes tips. Just a tip. The August evening, the two grad students ran at each other in a large housing complex parking lot next to their buildings. The man said during an interview at his apartment, Nothing Burger then asked him if he wanted to walk and talk. He said, and the two got to know each other a little while taking walking laps around the asphalt parking area. During their discussion, Kohlberger asked his neighbor, who's not from the U.S., whether he could identify Kohlberger's ancestral background, the man said. The neighbor said he guessed Italy before Kohlberger stated that he was of German descent as in Kohlberger Brett. He talked about his ancestors. The 30-year-old neighbor said he had some sort of DNA test. I don't know how he got to that point. It was just interesting to him. The detail could shed new light on growing reports that investigators use public genealogy database to land on Kohlberger as the alleged killer. Citing law enforcement sources, multiple news outlets, including Fox News, CNN, ABC News, Reported as early as the day after Kohlberger's arrest, that police employed the forensic technique to narrow their focus to Goldberger. While making no mention of the contentious method in the profile cause affidavit used to justify taking him into custody. This means, ladies and gentlemen, a bullshit affidavit. Shortcuts. Why didn't they... Did they use the DNA? Did they not even have DNA, but they had so much other evidence, they just acted like they did? We're going to find out. And we're, I tell you, we're four steps behind the defense team right now. And, of course, there's no doubt in my mind that he did it, but there's doubts in my mind about this evidence that's being presented to us. Some of it. A single source of male DNA was recovered from the button snap on a K-Bar brand leather knife sheath found on the bed next to the body of one of the four victims. That's what police said. They later matched the DNA from the trash. We already went over that. They talked about that in the affidavit. However, they did not home in on Nothing Burger and seek a warrant for his cell phone data until after the investigative genealogy results came back identifying him. Police said they first became aware of Nothing Burger on November 29th. This is when they, they were tipped off in their mind. November 29th. The unlifings happened November 13th when a WSU police officer researched white Hyundai launches at the university while seeking information about such vehicles related to the crime, according to the affidavit. About a half hour later, another WSU officer located Cole Berger's vehicle parked outside his on-campus apartment, police said. All right, here's another little area of bullshit I want to clear up. And this is from what law enforcement are telling us. And I did get this from an inside source. And that is, hold on a second. All right. My own air light was off. I can't do that. I can't, I just cannot perform under these conditions. Seriously, this is the information I got. The police were bullshitting about the cell phone data and how they were tracking him back and forth. They had that pretty little picture. He went up here and he went in circle. It looked like a circle, a straight circle around. And he stopped at this time and he stopped at this time. 
he had it stopped, turned off for this amount of time. Whether you did or not, that is immaterial. Every car and phone has GPS in it, so they could have used that to track. The FBI have the ability to do that, have for many years. So they were able to track him without just his cell phone. They're not letting you know everything that they have the ability to do, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe that's why they're doing it. But they are not being factual about the abilities that they have. They can track you with that GPS any given time. They're not talking about that. Is that material for the defense? I'm not sure. And the fact of the search warrant being sealed throws other red flags up to me. There were discussions in the in the uh, comment section down below our last video about, about it being sealed and the discussion was something like this. Why was it unsealed? Because of Freedom of Information Act and because it was illegally sealed. It wasn't legally sealed. Now, why did they seal it? They sealed it because, well, we don't know. What could they have done? Could they have changed something? Uh, maybe they, they got something that they didn't have previously on the warrant, so they had to change it up. They changed that preamble. They changed that abstract, and after they got it, maybe they put a black glove there. I don't know. I don't know. But it's very suspicious, and it causes reasonable doubt. Somebody's asking me this from the chat room right now before I read a little bit more of this article. Uh, someone's asking me if they think that Nothing burger will have a plea. And I think he could very much so. If they're going to go to a part, they're going to have another hearing. I believe it's an evidentiary hearing. And they're going to argue, the defense is going to argue what should be submitted and what should not be allowed. Now, that lawyer, she is going to hammer this hard like you would not believe. She's going to raise nine times hell about some of these things and i guarantee you that some of it's probably going to get thrown out and over a, an issue or two somebody's gonna look like a damn fool and then at that time i've seen it happen many times before where if they didn't offer him a plea then they might they might after that and what is what is the plea that he would get i don't know a reduced sentence he's only going to get 60 years instead of 200 He's going to get life for, this is a question too. Um, man, I wish Echo were here right now because here's what I want to know. So he is convicted. These are four different, four different crimes, four different murders, four different unlifings. So is he going to, in Idaho, is it concurrent or consecutive? If it's uh, concurrent sentencing, then he, he'll do one life sentence for all of them. If it's not then he'll have to do life for one, then life for the other, life for the other. And another question, too, because it's different in different states, is is he going to have a separate trial for each individual? I don't know. These are questions we have. From what it looks like to me is they're all doing it as one trial. But I don't know how the sentencing will go. Law enforcement obtained search warrants for records of cell phones that use cell towers close to the area of the King Road home in Moscow where the victims were killed as part of this evidence, as part of the investigation. The affidavit read, without providing a date based on evidence, police believe the homicides occurred between 4 a.m. and 4.25 a.m., but Nothingburger's phone did not register in that area between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. I'll read that again. One more time, law enforcement obtained search warrants for records of cell phones that use cell towers close to the area of the King Road home in Moscow where the victims were killed as part of this investigation. The affidavit read this, without providing a date, based on evidence, police believe the homicides occurred between 4 a.m. and 4.25. But nothing Burger's phone did not register in that area between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. On December 23rd, investigators obtained another search warrant for expanded records of Nothingburger's cell phone 
dating to when the police said he opened the account with AT&T. That was June 23rd, 2022. The affidavit read, the record showed him in the vicinity of his WSU apartment at 2.42 a.m. and appearing to leave the area five minutes later, with his phone not reporting to the network until 4.48 a.m. south of Moscow along U.S. 95 near Blaine, Idaho, and north of Janice. Am I saying that right? Pronunciation is important around here. Further review of the record showed Nothing Burger's cell phone in the area of King Road home from 9.12 a.m. to 9.21 a.m. on November 13th. So this is when he went back. He was there for about nine minutes. In addition, his cell phone appeared to be in the same area at least a dozen times prior to that date. Again, this is a recap for some people. The chat room says, Midnight Radio, I believe the judge has discretion on consecutive or concurrent. Thank you for answering me. I appreciate that. Who would be happy he may got, get off because people hate cops? What? No, we don't want him to get off. No, 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 no. Not me. Not me. I don't want him to get off. Nothing Burger's neighbor told the newspaper that he was back in his home nation for WSU's winter break when he heard police arrested a suspect in the Moscow area. A friend posted a message in a group a WhatsApp thread. He said, noting that the person lived in the man's housing complex, he said he immediately searched for more information on Google. And he saw that Nothing Burger was a person accused in the deaths of U of I. Seniors, Maddie Mogan, Kaylee Gonsalves, Jr., Zana Carnoodle, and freshman Ethan Chapin. It's shocking, the man said. Still seeing his picture on the news, it's very, very shocking. He thought back to Nothing Burger owning a white Elantra. That he parked in the lot where they walked together several months earlier. Moscow police were seeking information about anyone driving such a vehicle after they obtained video footage from the early morning Hours of November 13th, it showed a white sedan. We know about that, don't we? The last time he saw Nothing Burger was either the last week of November or the first week of December. Two or three weeks after the incident, roughly nine miles away, which quickly drew national attention to the region. The neighbor said they greeted each other in passing and he didn't notice or remember anything different about Nothing Burger. What he said was his only substantial conversation with his neighbor. There were other exchanges until the two students just saying hello and nothing burger suggesting they go on a hike together sometime. Many people were parting. You could hear all over the city, the neighbor said. He said he was not parting. He said they were wasting their time, something like that. Nothing Burger shared with him that he ate only one meal per day, the man said. Nothing Burger is vegan and has requested his meals in jail in accordance with his preferred diet. The neighbor said that he is a serious, a very serious person. Moscow police captain, the spokesman for the department, did not confirm that investigators contacted and interviewed the neighbor, citing a gag order in the case. Of course. August 26th. I'm going to leave the rest of this, guys, to you. Oh, there is this. Other neighbors say that Nothing Burger was a night owl. Home sweet home, but not anymore. A classmate 
of Nothing Burger and WSU's Graduate Criminal Justice and Criminology Program told the statesman earlier this month that Nothing Burger was known for being outspoken and sharing his opinions during class. But when the nearby homicides were brought up during a class discussion, Nothing Burger stayed quiet. He was completely silent, the classmate said. Got more to show you. Let me bring up what they actually got from his apartment. I think we should. I think we should go over it a little bit just to refresh our memories. So for those of you that weren't here last night, this week, the search warrant was unsealed with investigators stating they believe the evidence was in Nothing Burger's apartment, including blood and other bodily fluid or human tissue or skin cells or items with blood or fluid on them, stabbing wounds, including a sword and trace evidence, including DNA and hair, whether human or animal slash dog. They ended up seizing many items, including one black nitrite type glove. The dust can container from a vacuum cleaner, 13 possible hair strands, one of which may be, may belong to an animal, a fire TV stick, a pillow with a reddish brown stain and a computer tower. Now, uh, we were talking about this on the comment section of our last video. Somebody was trying to remember her name. Gosh, I'm sorry about that. We were talking about, man, I never thought of this before. Did he come home and take a nap in his bloody clothes? Or did he take a souvenir? What do you guys think? Because we just read, and I made a point to do that, that he went back. He went back to the scene for like 10, uh, what was it, nine minutes? Did he sleep? in the bloody clothes, wake up, change, and then go back. And how well could he clean his car to get all that out of it? These are questions we want to know. Uh, we're going to find out. How's this going to affect his case? I don't know. I do not know. Now, this is also about the Idaho 4 nothing burger case. I think it's interesting. I don't know what bearing it has on it, but we're just talking about fate, just talking about luck. Uh, as Paris Hilton's song was, as the stars align. Just hours before the Idaho murders, another grisly scene unfolded outside of Brian Nothingburger's window. The, on the night of the Idaho killings, the police responded to a crash in front of the suspect's home. The crash, which appeared in Washington, resulted in two pedestrians being sent to a hospital. The suspect left for Moscow, Idaho, hours after the crash, likely passing the police several times. It was a hit and run. Hours before his travels, Washington State University Police and Whitman County Sheriff's deputies arrived in front of his home to respond to a different bloody crime scene. The crash was reported at 11.40 on November 12, three hours before Cole Berger left his home for Idaho. It resulted in two pedestrians being sent to the hospital with serious injuries. A man had been thrown from the road and a woman lay face down screaming. It's horrible. It was horrifying, she said, of coming upon the scene just before midnight on November 12th. What the hell was going on that night? I heard a screech and a loud bang, another witness. It was scary. Now, the police eventually took a 19-year-old sorority member named Carmen Fernandez into custody following a manhunt and charged her with vehicular assault and DUI. tell you this there is a lot of coverage on this case right now and it's bad and this case is horrifying in every single way possible so are some of the others we've gone over such as Athena Brown I got some more information about that case 
about her caretaker's involvement with um, social media and TikTok, even on that very day. How many people, no, scratch that. How many college people, college age people, drink and drive and kill people every year? A lot more than serial killers. Let's think about that. Driving impaired. How many people have been murdered and why isn't that a big deal? Let's talk about justice here for a second. There's been so many cases uh, where there's been someone who's had money for a good defense and people that don't. Now, I don't think that Cole Berger is any way not guilty. I think he's guilty as hell, but it doesn't matter what old Jerry thinks. Here on my dark corner of YouTube, here over the internet, streaming, no, it matters what that jury thinks. And what that jury thinks is often dictated by how much money you have to pay your lawyers. Just a thought. Just a thought. Is he going? Is there going to be a fair trial? I don't know. Are some of these things going to get thrown out because of a lack of video of where they got it, when they got it, all their T's and I's and Q's crossed? We're going to look at this and continue to cover it here. After the crash in the early hours of Sunday, Nothing Burger drove in his white Hyundai sedan 11 miles to Moscow. According to cell phone data and traffic, they're not talking about GPS. The police response to the hit and run blocked the most direct way to Colberger's house. One of only two ways to access his apartment building. The route that was open that night requires turning four times on a residential street, going over four speed bumps before connecting with the main road. The police blocked, uh, had one turn and one speed bump. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to read all this to you. I'm just, I'll put a link in the show notes, the description below the video after the show. Now, let's see. I'll, I really, there is something that I want to pull up for you guys from Nancy Grace today. And uh, if anybody has a wow, if anybody has a link to that, I'd appreciate it. I'm going to have to look it up. All right, here we go. Nancy Grace was on a podcast. It was. Slipping my mind, truth and crime, maybe. All right, let me look here. I'm going to Discord, everybody. While I'm doing this, I'm going to let you know how you can become a member. There's a link up above. It's pinned. You can check that out. It tells you all the different membership options. The options are this. If you want to support this show, but you don't want anything else, it's $2.99. That's called Midnight Supporter. Level 2 is four ninety nine, and that is Midnighter, and that gives you access to free streams, well, uh, member-only streams and member-only videos. All of our stuff is free. But you're the only one that's going to get that if you're a, a member. All right. As I navigate our Discord here, And I don't see it. Oh, well, it wasn't put in the correct place. Ah, it was only in the repo. All right, I found it. All right, so more about that. We, we have several videos that we put up for members only this week alone. I got more coming up, and I have live streams coming up. Matter of fact, after the show, here's what I'm going to do. For those of you that are Midnight Riders, there's two things I'm going to do first. After the show in the Discord, I'm going to go in there and I want to watch, I'm going to have a viewing party of 2020 of 
the Idaho Four. I want to watch that. I want to have a viewing party. I'll watch that with you guys. You guys that are members are all invited, you know, from the second two levels. And then I'm going to do something for the riders. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to talk about riding. I don't always do that, but I'm going to do that tonight. I'm, I'm feeling giddy. If the third level is called Midnight Rider, now you get the streams and you get the videos, but you also get the riding course. So check that out if you're interested in that. Let me pull up this video about Nancy Grace. She was on the podcast Surviving the Survivor. You have a hell of a media company working for them, I think. We're not going to watch the whole thing. We just want to get a taste of it, just a taste. Not trying to rip anybody off. Lord mercy, no. Matter of fact, I'm going to have to speed this one up. Playback speed. Just a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Here we go. Nancy Grace, everybody. Major for some time. So that would not have been anything new to him. But I find it interesting that he, knowing what he knows about DNA, would have put his own DNA into a databank. Now, of course, there are public use databanks such as Deadwatch or Family Tree where there's no expectation of privacy. But with other databases such as Ancestry.com or 23andMe, that data, that DNA information is not handed out on a silver platter. Now, I'm wondering, and I'm going to get to the bottom of this, you know, when you do something like 23andMe, you can either click privacy or you can put your DNA out there to find long-lost relatives with anyone else who is on the service and looking for you. So I'm wondering if that was done. Um, that said, there's been a lot of discussion. Was the DNA match made by genetic genealogy? In other words, they found the DNA at the crime scene on the sheath of the knife, they then created a family tree going way, way, way back, probably centuries, came down to who might be in the area, a male in that area, and came up with Koberger, then amazingly had the identification of a white Elantra made by two incredible Washington State University cops who just happened to be going through the databank who have I do want to say this. When I got the when I got the story about the DNA <laughs> I had not watched this. I'm actually watching this live with you right now. I had no idea that Nancy would be talking about this. And uh, that's, that's honest, guys. That's, that's the truth. So, yeah, I didn't take this from them. Matter of fact, when was this put out? 13 hours ago? Yeah, definitely before, before I came up with it, but no. Out of white a launcher registered for campus housing. I went there to the Steptoe housing where he lived, and that was a whole nother story I could tell you. But Please, do. Please do. How, how was I, that? I will. But there's been a big brouhaha. Was he found through genetic genealogy or was he found because he put his DNA in the database? Who cares? I don't care. If the DNA matches, I don't care how we got it as long as it was constitutional. And that's the point. Is it constitutional? This is the point. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Now, you better damn well care because this has to do with him being prosecuted. You can't lie about where you got it. Come on, Nancy. Come on, man. I don't care where it came from either. Nobody cares, but you have to be honest. And why would you not be honest? I don't know. 100%. What was it like when you visited the on-campus housing? When I went there, I was really surprised because... Guys, DJs, DJs, we have some of our DJs that are in the house. Uh, They're watching this right now. Electra, Campbelltown, yep. Maybe a few others. See the way that man was holding his damn microphone? That is not the way you hold that. Let me let me show you again. Let me give you a lesson here. That is not the way you use that microphone. Please don't do it like that. That kind of microphone has to be straight up and you talk into it like this. All right? Not the way he has it. Don't don't be like him. That's why it sounds like ass. Just a tip from your Uncle Jer. What's it like when you visited the on-campus housing? When I went there, I was really surprised because... There were a lot of children, I mean little children, like children to be three to five years old. Well, a couple of them were walking around on their own like they were coming home from school. So a few were older than that. But he actually shared a wall with a little boy. Um, and I, I know this because I saw the little boy's toys underneath the stairwell in the apartment below Coburger. Um, also, that person had said they noticed it was the mom, had noticed Coburger up walking around the apartment late at night, like one, three o'clock in the morning, and we're trying to disposal. And that would you know, wake her up. But she didn't want to complain because she was afraid her child had woken him up crying sometimes at night, but she never said anything. I was surprised to think that somebody charged with four pre-planned murders, stabbing murders, which I think are breeding their own uh, stabbers, are there mixing with children. It just, it just, I didn't like it at all. I ran to another neighbor 
in our interview, and you can see and hear the interview on uh, our new Fox special coming up where we compare the similarities, the uncanny similarities between Toby. New Fox special coming up. That sounds like a viewing party down in the Midnight Radio Discord. Woohoo! If you want a membership, learn about it right up there. It's pinned up there. Check it out. We have a lot of fun, actually, when the, sh- the show's not on. There's a lot of people hanging out there. We have free donuts, even coming out with some donut draws. That's, that's correct. We have some donut draws, some nighty night drawers, nighty night pants coming up. When we have our store, I'm waiting for a call back from my lawyer. I got to clear up, clear my drawers with him. That didn't sound right, did it? But moving right along, there'll be a link to all this in the, in the, you know, the description below the video as I always do. All right. For those of you that are only here for Idaho 4, you might want to leave now because I got some more information about some other things. So let me see. Maybe this could be the line of demarcation. Um, Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. So you guys know. I'll throw you one of those. Right there. All right. Here we go. Look at this big dude. What do you think this big dude? You can't see it? Well, boom, there he is. Oh, cool. Look what I can do. Well, I didn't know it did that, man. Righteous, bro. Oh, look at this big dude. Big dookie. Why am I calling him dookie? You're about to find out. He's a real head. I love that beep. Here we go. Auburn man appeared in this courtroom. The judge ordered that his face not be shown, and we are not naming him because he has not been formally charged yet. He was taken into custody Tuesday morning. His arrest happened after this clear surveillance camera video was widely circulated on social media, with people retweeting the Auburn Police Department's post more than 5,000 times. The video shows what happened on Monday, just after 5 a.m. at a coffee stand in Auburn. Police say a barista was handing a man his change when he grabbed hold of her and used what appears to be a zip tie to try and pull her out the drive through window. She fights back and the man drives away, but not before the camera captures this, an image of his tattoo and a side profile of his face. The video is very um, telling. On Tuesday, Colby Crossley with Auburn Police said when the video was released, the phone started ringing. And the response has been absolutely overwhelming from the Auburn. So apparently a lot of people knew about this pervert. Who would do that? What the hell did he, does he, what the hell is going on? Man, this is brazen. What has he done before? Has he been around children? Because that's what you got to think. If he would do that right there in front of God and everybody to a barista through a window. Uh, crazy. Had he ever gotten away with something like that before? Then he would do it with somebody who was more vulnerable. We're talking about a predator like you wouldn't believe. And apparently everybody wanted this ass hat off the street. So his friend's like, yeah, I know that jackass. Well, let's find out how they caught him. Our community, they have really come out and, and really have tried to bring justice to the situation. After all the attention, the Auburn man with the distinct tattoo was the focus in this room. The fact that he tried to capture Hey guys, I do have an exclusive picture of his face is breaking right here. I'll show you. I'm going to put it up for you. Let me, let me put it up for you. For those of you that are watching this, uh, you're going to have to look at the chat. That's his face. The prosecutor requested bail be set at $500,000. The defense attorney argued that amount is too high, especially since the man lives with his parents in Auburn and has longtime ties to the community. He has a business that he's been operating since 2016. Not as much concerned about flight risk as I am about future danger. Now, court documents show that community tips and evidence led them to the Auburn man's house. And when officers arrived, he allegedly said to them that he wanted to turn himself in and voluntarily allowed for his truck to be searched. Investigators said they found a black. I feel bad about what I did. It was my first time doing it. I woke up that morning and I thought, well, it sounds like Bill Clinton, don't it? I woke up that morning and I thought, man, you know, I got some black zip ties and I like coffee. 
And I like women. It seemed like a natural choice. I feel bad about it now, officer. Looped zip tie under the front passenger seat of the man's truck. Judge did What's set- got to be going on in your mind to say, honey, I'll be right back and think you could possibly get away with something so dumbass as that. And how many, hold on. I want to know how many damn places he went before. Did he go by McDonald's first? He tried to get a cheese biscuit and he realized, well, that, that chick's kind of big. I can't fit her through the door. I can't fit her through the window and I wouldn't want to anyway. Or no, this is a dude working that early in the morning. Horrible. Or did he plan this out before? How many times did he drink coffee from this place? You damn incels. Bail today. I shall fight you. Live in Seattle, Natalie Swaby, King 5 News. Aha, they tried to commercial me. Is that him? No, that's somebody else. That's an inappropriate commercial if ever I saw one. Homeowners, if you are... Homeowners, you can use something like this instead of using plastic zip ties. Then they won't question why you happen to have one in your truck. Get the hell out of here with your commercials. I'll tell you what I think about you right here. What Did you guys hear about uh alec baldwin today now i haven't listened to this I, I know what the headline is but the thing about the rust shooting is this you know beyond the fact that he was the one that pulled the trigger okay and there was other people that were responsible along the line of custody the chain of custody of this prop gun and the prop bullets that were not prop this butterscotching drop shipping smacker jacker low-ranking He's not an incel, is he? Was in charge of the production. He was he was in charge of the production. He was an executive producer. So he was the one that was supposed to oversee the the quality of the safety on this place. And he cut several items out to make it cheaper. So there is a lot of liability on that issue alone, much less being the guy that pulled the trigger. Let's look at this. Of course, you know, everybody's moral until they're the ones in front of the authorities having committed the crime, you know, and it's like, well, no, not me. You know, I'm not the one guilty. Did you pull the trigger? Well, you, yeah, I did, but, I mean, let's check here, you know. Uh, excuse me, Alec. Um, you, you, you realize she's been in the industry six months, right? Well, yeah, you know she didn't have a license when you hired her because you didn't ask for it and didn't keep copies. Of it. Well, yeah, but... Get out of here. Look at that eye. Eyes of a killer. And I never thought baby boss would do some shit like this. I really did. Alec Baldwin's lawyer says they'll fight and they'll win after the Santa Fe district attorney announced involuntary manslaughter charges against the actor for the 2021 shooting death of cinematographer Helena Hutchins on the set of the Western film Rust. What we're talking about here is not an intentional killing. We're talking about a potentially lawful act that you engage in, but you were criminally negligent. Movie armorer Hannah Gutierrez-Reed will also be charged. The district attorney released a statement saying, quote, if any one of these three people, Baldwin, Gutierrez-Reed, or assistant director David Halls had done their job, Helena Hutchins would be alive today. It's that simple. The evidence clearly shows a pattern of criminal disregard for safety on the Rust film set. Prosecutors reached a plea deal with Halls for negligent use of a deadly weapon. This is both surprising and not. A number of criminal defense attorneys were saying not only is there a lack of intent here, but we're not sure that we see that level of criminal negligence. On the other hand, what we saw from the prosecutor, I think, is that this was being planned for a while. During an October 2021 rehearsal, Baldwin was holding the prop gun when it discharged around, killing Hutchins and injuring director Joel Souza. In a statement, the actor's attorney called the charges a terrible miscarriage of justice, saying Mr. Baldwin had no reason to believe there was a live... Okay, they're being a little bit safe here because we read the paperwork on... Go look at... Nobody watched that one. I did one about Russ, the Russ shooting, and I played a reenactment of the actual shooting. Matter of fact, I might pull that up for you guys right now. Why not? Because I, that's why I take good show notes so we can go back and look. I did a 3D reenactment of the shooting. I played the 
the investigation paperwork, you know, from the investigation of it, we, we read it together and you can see it had four pounds of pressure had to be on that trigger, four pounds. It didn't just go off. They tested it. There it is bullet in the gun or anywhere on the movie sets. Gutierrez Reed also denies any wrongdoing. Prosecutors say they'll formally file charges by the end of the month. Michael George, CBS News, New York. Everybody's just as innocent as hell. I'm going to pull... I'm going to see if I can pull that 3D reenactment because that was freaking awesome. I know a lot of people aren't interested in that anymore about the Rust case, but I find it vaguely interesting. All right, going back to my channel, going to lives. Uh, was it even a live? I don't think it was. All right, it was won't take long, guys. And while we're doing that, you can check out this. I guess it would help if I put it up there. Thirteen News Now at noon begins with breaking news on the Richneck Elementary shooting in Newport News. Today, we're finally hearing from the family of the six-year-old accused of shooting his first-grade teacher on January 6th. An attorney released a statement claiming that the gun used by the young boy was, quote, secured. Uh, Eugene Daniel is following this breaking news for us. Well, joins us in studio right now. Eugene, what else did this statement say? The family released that statement through an attorney today. However, they did not identify themselves. Nearly two weeks ago, Newport News police say the boy shot first grade teacher Abby Zwerner as she taught a classroom at Richneck Elementary School. Now, police say the gun legally belonged to the child's mother. The family's statement says, quote, our family has been committed always to responsible gun ownership and keeping firearms out of the reach of children. Well, school officials said the child's backpack had been checked that day due to prior concerns, but no weapon was found. The boy's family said the boy suffers from an acute disability and was under a care plan at the school that included his mother or father accompanying him to class every day. They also say the week of the shooting was the first week when they didn't attend class with him. They said, quote, we will regret our absence on this day for the rest of our lives. Now, Newport News attorney James Ellison released a statement on behalf of the family. As of now, no charges have been brought against the family or child. Eugene, thank you. Now we did read. All right. So here's what I got now. Those that are interested and those that aren't. I got a 3D rendering of the rest. I got a commercial. Hold on. All right. Let me show this to you. I'll put it on the big screen for you. And then I have actual footage of the rust shooting of him practicing with a gun. By the way, if he gets charged with a uh, wrongful death, you know, from um, manslaughter, his butt is grass when it comes to being sued by the families, although I believe there already was a settlement. Yeah, there was already a settlement. That's really all there is to that. If you want to see the whole thing, yeah, that's the AI. If you want to see the whole thing, you can check that out. I'm going to put it in the show notes after the show. Now, this is from The Guardian, and this is uh, video footage from the set, and this is not him actually shooting anybody because I wouldn't play that. This is... Oh, you'll see. You'll see. Okay. Yeah. We're going to talk to everybody here in a sec. We're, we're getting these guys treated. We're securing the scene. And then we'll get we'll get with you guys in a sec. It's their safety. They're a medical priority first. 
Where's the props guy? Where's the props guy at? This is a footage taken the same day, but not of the shooting. All the rounds, I was told, you need to verify, I think this is an important note, they take the gun, they enter the and all the rounds that are in there were either dummy rounds, no flash, cold rounds, or rounds with a flash. In the rehearsal, there should have been nothing. It should have been a cold gun with no rounds inside or dummy rounds, cosmetic rounds, no flash. I take the gun out slowly, I turn, I cock the pistol, bang. All right, I'm not going to play the whole thing. You can listen to his alibis on your own if you have the time or the interest because all the links will be in the description below the video here. We got more. Let me see. Do we have more? Do we have more? I don't think we do. I believe we're at the end of our show, which means Jerry's about to go to Discord and have a viewing party with my closest friends. AKA members. All right, so where are we at now? I'm going to open the phone lines. See if anybody there wants to talk to me. See, did I get any emails while we're going? Yes, I did. Dear Jerry, I noticed today. All right, let's see. Nancy Grace, yep, we watched that. Bob, Bob, Bob. Ba. All right, let's go to our voice line. Hmm. This should be interesting. Nobody's been calling me since we've been on the air. Oh, here's one, thank goodness. I don't know what it is. Uh, well, this is interesting, guys. I got this call last night. Let's check this out. Hey, Jerry. Um, I was hey just now. watching that document you were reading, and I want to know what document it was because the shoes, the van shoes. I the document I was reading yesterday, that was the search warrant for Brian Colberger, nothing face. I did not see that uh, in the actual paperwork. So I was wondering where, what you were reading. If you can let me know, that'd be great. What the hell Thanks. was I reading? I don't remember, but I know whatever it was, it was in the show notes below in the description area. Guys, phone line's open. I'll give you guys a few minutes here. We can talk about this. I'm going to read from the chat. I'm going to talk to you guys. You guys want to know about Discord. If you are listening to the show right now and you are already a member, here's how it works. There's a link to our Discord. You click on that link once you're a member, if you're on level two to level three. And once you're there, I have to assign you a role. And the role is whatever you join under, whether it's a, whether you joined in as a midnighter or you joined in as a writer I give you the role that's appropriate to your membership, and then you can join in. And it's a party all the time. Right after the show, we're going to go there. We're going to have some milk and cookies, and we're going to watch 2020, the uh, Idaho 4. And then I'm going to do a talk for any of the writers that are there. So, also last night, one of the things we did is we designed some merchandise. I'll do an update on that. We have some women's leggings. Actually, I'll show you guys while I'm waiting. Why not? The phone lines are now open. If you, I'm waiting for you guys to call in. I'll give you, I don't know, five more, ten more minutes maybe? Midnight pants, yes. We created some donut pants. I'm going to show you. Why don't I just show you right now? You're all my friends. I'll show you my pants. Uh... I'll show you what we designed last night. Um, so we des I designed it here. It goes onto our website, midnightrad.io. That's our website. We'll have a merch store on there. All I got to do is push the button. What I'm waiting on is my lawyer because I have to do something with my lawyer first to set up um, part of the, the money flow. I have the money. I have everything ready to flip the switch, but I got to wait on my lawyer. 
in the state of Texas because, you know, I'm running this as a business. All the money generated from the store, all the money generated from the donations here go directly to our music license. That's where it goes for our online radio station, just so you know. Now, let me go here. And we're going to go to our, I'm going to pull up our store, which is not the easiest thing to do. Okay, my products. Go to my dashboard. Here we go. I'll show you what we made last night. They don't make it easy. Review. There we go. More intuitive, guys. All right, I'm about to put it on the big screen right now to show you what we're rocking here, what we will be rocking. Let's see. I'm going to put the chat down so I can see. All right. I'm going to have to make this smaller. I'll show you a couple items. This is a Midnight Radio Ladies Top. Pretty much designed by Lady Campbelltown, I believe, with input from the rest of you guys. Comes in all sizes. This is what it looks like in our store, our midnight radio store. You can see the different angles of it. There's the back. The front. Let me go down here and see what other products we have. Oh, it's showing everything. These are the pants. Pants dance in the pants. Dance in the pants. Although we're going to change models because, you know, this really is focused on her more than the draws. Pants, midnight pants, midnight pants. And I dance, dance in my pants, pants, pants. She's sitting on my ear. All right, so going back. Let me show you what else we got. Hit that back button. Ah, there we go. Oh, yeah, here's the pants. Another pair of pants. The donut pants. I do plan on taking that Midnight Radio label off of it. I like everything but that. So here's the front of the pants. The other side of the pants. It's a casual dress-up kind of look. Having pink donuts all over your drawers. And of course, in the back. Who wouldn't want to sleep with a pair of these? It's unisex, unisex wide leg pants. And really, doesn't everybody love donuts? Donut draws. Midnight Radio Donut draws. I'm not sure. I'm trying to remember. I think Jenna designed those. Is that right? Full credit goes to Jenna. Maybe not. All right. Uh, seriously, though, this one did come from Jenna, and I'm really proud of it. These are what we did last night, guys. You guys like that? Now, there's all different colors for this mug. There's black on the inside, and there is blue. And let's see what it looks like in the woo. Woo woo. Up oh, there's the hat everybody likes. Wine. Wine tumblers. And we're gonna come up with more stuff. We were just as far as the some of the pants go, we're definitely gonna change that. I don't know, I do kinda like the donut pants. Kinda I kinda like it for myself. Kind of like it for myself. 
I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. I appreciate it very much. We've had a lot of fun. We've laughed. We've cried. We've been confused. And we're going to continue all the above. That's what we do here for some odd reason. All the links to the stories are going to be in the description below the video. I'd like to thank you guys for joining me. I will not be here tomorrow. I'm going to take the day off, spend some time with my family. And then the next night I will be here exactly at 5 p.m. the day after tomorrow. Exactly at 5 p.m., not 5.01, not 5.02, not 4.49, but at 5 p.m. I'll be hanging out in Discord for a little bit. I'm going to watch that 2020 episode that they recently had of the Idaho 4 case. If there's any writers in there, we can talk in the writing lounge after that. Until next time, all my best.